Welcome back, my friends, to the D-Rate the Hate podcast. I am your host, Wilk of Wilksworld.com, and I am so incredibly grateful that you are taking the time to join me for another powerful DTH episode. Friends, at the D-Rate the Hate podcast, it's all about bettering the world one attitude at a time. See, we did not create the hate, but with your help, we can derate the hate. That all starts with gratitude and personal accountability. We cannot control everything that happens to us in life, but we can control how we react to it. How we act, how we react, no matter what happens to us, how we react to it makes the difference. Friends, there is only one good thing about a bad attitude, and that is that we have the ability as individuals to change it. Here on the DTH Podcast, we strive to bring you great guests and provide tools to do just that. Please be sure to share it with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't done so. Ratings and feedback are always greatly appreciated. And with that, let's get to this week's episode. Friends, besides changing lives and doing wonderful things to help improve the attitudes of so many on this podcast, one of my absolute favorite things in life is all the incredible people that I get an opportunity to speak with. And this week is no exception because this week I have another incredible guest that will just blow your mind. Now, I first became aware of Brian Echeverria back in February when a video of him speaking to a North Carolina school board went viral. Now, I had no idea until I started researching Brian Echeverria that he had just launched his campaign for a state house seat in the state of North Carolina. But that is definitely not the reason that I wanted to reach out to Brian. Brian had actually been dubbed the CRT dad from that video that went viral of him speaking at that school board meeting. Now, anybody who's listened to the podcast knows I've talked about CRT. I've talked about the hateful rhetoric that comes along with CRT. It is without question the wrong message to be teaching the youth in our country. And so often when these taboo subjects, these hands-off subjects get brought up in these school board meetings, they go sideways and make an absolute mess out of the topic. Not this time. I saw such inspiration, such enthusiasm and positivity from Brian in that speech. I knew I wanted to speak with him. Now, there are many labels that could be placed on Brian Echeverria. Christian, father, husband, conservative, Republican, aspiring politician. But my favorite is the fact that he is a wildly enthusiastic, unapologetic, American-loving patriot. And I am honored to now call Brian Echeverria my friend. Do not miss this incredible conversation. Be sure to leave some feedback and share it far and wide. Here we go. All right. Brian Echeverria, thank you for joining the D-Rate the Hate podcast. I appreciate your time. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. It must have been, what, four or five months ago, I think, is, is the first time I saw that video of you, the one where you became affectionately known as the CRT dad. You yeah. uh, were, were talking at the uh, North Carolina school board meeting, your county school board meeting, and man, you can give one hell of a speech. I uh, I was I was impressed. I'm like... I don't think that was off the cuff, but maybe it was. So, Brian, why don't you tell me a little bit about what the what that was? Where did that come from, and 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 what kind of led up to that moment where you became the CRT dad? Oh man, the uh, 
I mean, it seems like an eternity ago, but it was only it was only four or five months ago. So it was in February. Actually, it was on Valentine's Day, so February fourteenth. Okay. <laughs> and um, what? Uh, I'm the twenty fifth speaker. You know, I didn't have a speech prepared. Uh, there were twenty four other parents who did an amazing job, and it left me with the one topic that they had not discussed. I mean, down here in North Carolina, we had a big battle over, you know, school masks and vaccination requirements on children. So it was a, uh, it was a big battle here. And these parents, they've been tilling the ground for months on that. So I come and I'm there, I'm the 25th speaker as my, my second or third school board meeting. And I'm the 25th speaker. And I'm there as a father, I wasn't gonna come. I was actually supposed to be somewhere else. A friend of mine said, no man, you have to come. You have to come, you have to speak. And the only thing that I felt was untouched was the CRT. And obviously a lot of people are handling with kids gloves, the, the transgenders and sports thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I get up there and I talk about the only thing left. I didn't want to leave because as the 25th speaker, the last thing I needed, I had announced the candidacy. So the last thing I needed was for them to call my name and me be absent. Right. So I went up there and actually was not prepared at all. I had addressed CRT and the 1619 project in my announcement speech. Okay. So it was it's something near and dear to the heart. That's that's how I ended up getting there. So let's talk a little bit about that. So you're a candidate, uh, you're a current candidate, or, or you ran already? I apologize. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with North Carolina politics, but you were running for a congressional house seat, correct? Uh, a state house seat. Or state so house. I seat. won my primary, okay. and we're now revving up a campaign for the general. Nice, nice. So if you're watching, send money. We're <laughs> gonna need it. <laughs> Yeah, I you know I I watched this, uh, another one of your your videos on your website the uh watched another one of your speeches the one uh, it must have been when you when you announced your candidacy or whatever you had this big beautiful screen you're on the stage and, and that's why I say you can give one hell of a speech because oh, man, man that looked oh man that man. looked that looked as natural it looked like you've been doing this for a while uh but the content of it was incredible so so he, here's what I want to do, uh, Brian. You you talked about so many different things in in both that school board meeting and in that speech that you gave on on stage there, and, and a number of those things are things that I've talked about on on the Derate the Hate podcast. Derate the Hate podcast, all about bettering the world one attitude at a time. And you know we don't really get too much into politics on the podcast. But the reality is, is these are everyday topics, everyday issues that people are are living with, that people are talking. And one of the things that you said, I, I, I'm not sure which which speech I saw it in or which interview I saw it in. But one of the things that you said, and it's something that I've said before on the podcast, is don't believe the lies, believe your life. And I didn't say it in exactly those words, but I love the sentence. I love the way. I love the way that you said it. So I want you to kind of expand on that, Brian. Don't believe the lies. Believe your life. I mean, America, I'm saying in general. Okay, so everybody has this individual life they're living in and they have their uh, their unique complaints. But in general, the fact is our children, they go to school together. They play sports together where we work together. We eat out together. We shop together. We serve one another in commerce, whether that's as a uh, employee, business owner, or a consumer. 
And the idea that you turn on the TV and and listen to people talk about how we're on the edge of all of this violence and tensions are at an all time high. We simply have to believe our life. Is it's a completely inaccurate account of what life is like on a daily basis in America. That's and right. If we are willing to believe our life, will everyone would agree that life is great, even though there's things that we would love to be better. It's it's like it's the proverbial complaint where people are complaining about the same things they've been complaining about for generations. And I know we 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 love to be unique. Right. Right. But everybody wants better opportunities for their children. You know, my grandparents wanted that. Everyone wants the opportunity to excel or to do something great. And everyone wants to be safe. Yep. Oh, that's right. That's right. And if they believe their life, it doesn't matter. You know, with with media, well, what happens is we watch a kid get hurt in Oregon and we all hug our children in North Carolina. That's right. But the reality is where I live in Cabarrus County, we had one murder all of last year yep. in the entire county. Yep. Yeah. You know, so it's just not our story. Right. That violence that you see nonstop in that 24 hour news cycle and yes. the the idea that that's pushed by so many politicians that that we live in a systemically racist society and and there's a racist under every bed and hidden in every closet you know systemic racism is running rampant i've talked about yes. this and and even like the whole gun violence thing you know the vast majority of the country the vast majority of counties in this country are not seeing the types of things that they try to portray this country as being in the news and and so I've talked about it so many times. Shut off the news. Get out there and talk to your neighbor because that's what real life is. Real life yes. is not those those one offs that you see on this 24 hour loop uh, on the cable news stations. Real life is getting out there and talking to your neighbor. And, and you know, I don't care if your neighbor is black, white, uh, you know, Hispanic. It, it doesn't matter. You know, you uh, you talk about being multiracial and multicultural and everything else. But we're just Americans, man. We, we live in the greatest country on earth and it's not so pervasive. You know, I, I've got I named this podcast the D-Rate the Hate podcast. D-Rate, turn it down, because the reality is, is we have hate somewhere. I mean, there are there are places in this country that are hateful or there are people in this country that are hateful. There are people all Absolutely. over the world that are hateful. Yes, but, the reality is most of our lives aren't focused solely on all the hate. So we have to turn down that hate. And I love the message that you're putting out there, Brian, just get out in there, be with your neighbors. So, so let's talk about the little, you know, the, the CRT thing. And, uh, and, you know, obviously you talk about your, your beautiful pecan color kids in school. And, and, and I just, I did a, a podcast recently talking about, uh, the book Stamped uh, that was being taught to to my cousin's daughter in her public school, Stamped Anti-Racism, Racism, and You by oh. Ibram X. Kendi. You know, it, it's an either or thing for him. Either you're a racist or an anti-racist and either you're an oppressor or you're oppressed. And that's not the message that we need to be teaching our kids. So expand on that. Why, why is that that we don't want to be teaching our kids? I mean, it's not the right message. Well, well, there's, it's, it's the wrong message for the future, and it's a complete dishonor of the past. Okay, the fact is, you and I both know that America is, is like a tree that's been pruned. It wasn't always this wonderful. We mm-hmm. get that. Mm-hmm. And, but now it is. 
And the fact is, a lot of people work hard to make it as great as it is today. That's right. Right. And so when people complain like that work hasn't been done, that's a dishonor of the past. And then the flip side is my wonderful pecan color kids, they could do anything. They could do anything. And the reason I can say that is because we are here in America. I couldn't say that in a nation in South America. I couldn't say that in a nation in Asia. I can only say that here, that in America, as many times as you're willing to step up to the plate, you get your turn at bat. And to project on them that they're somehow oppressed and that we're not in the land where now there is equal opportunity. There hasn't always been. That's the problem that they try to narrate the future based on the past. And they say things like, well, if you don't know where you came from, it's going to happen again. Well, I want you to, to understand that if I never learn how to create a wheel, we will still have a wheel for the rest of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I don't know where that came from, I'm still going to be okay driving this car today. Mm-hmm. So what they want to do is the old, if let's say somebody, their grandparents were not always as wonderful as they are. And granddad used to be an alcoholic. Every time the family comes together, we don't have to talk about grandpa being an alcoholic. That is okay. Now grandpa is great. He's the best grandpa. He takes me fishing. He takes me out doing whatever. And the fact that he was an alcoholic 25 years ago is irrelevant to my life. And what they try to do is they talk about the ugly in America that we had 30, 40, 100 years ago, let's say. As if it's today. As if that's the case right now. Not only as if it's today, but somehow we're being dishonest by not talking about it every time we talk about America. I love that analogy, Brian, that you bring up about the, you know, grandpa being a being an alcoholic and, and that being that's exactly what it is. I've never thought about it that way, but that is it. That's an incredible analogy. And it, it's a beautiful way to bring it up because simply because a lot of people can relate to that. A lot of people have alcoholics in their family. A lot of alcoholics have reformed their lives. They have, yes. they have come to become a beautiful person and. and I mean, I, I talked about redemption in, in a lot of ways on this podcast. I used to be a pretty mean person. I was a miserable person in my life. I've turned my life around. I, I now I try to better the world with, with in every way that I can, bettering attitudes. And that particular analogy is a beautiful one. It it, it really puts it into context for people and, and makes them think because you're right. the The country we live in today. While it's still not perfect and nobody's going to claim it is, Mm -hmm. the country we live in today is not the same country that it was 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago. No. And to continue, sure, we've got to teach, you know, teach people about the past. We got to teach history and it's got to be honest history. But to continue acting like the world or the country we live in today is the same as it was 50, 150, 200 years ago is dishonest. It's it's, it's not a it's, dishonest conversation, Will. Yeah, man, it is. It is. And, you know, another another line that I heard you say in a speech, Brian, that uh, really hit home for me as a Christian and, and somebody who loves a God is if you can't live in heaven, you better be living in the United States of America. I'm just paraphrasing. Uh, but... <laughs> where did you come up with that line? Where it did where did that come just... from? It's how I feel about it. You know, I've had the opportunity to, to go to, I think it's, it's more than 20 countries. 
So when I say America is the greatest nation on earth, I'm not saying that because I was indoctrinated or this is all I know. I'm saying that as a fairly good comparison, you know, and if you're not going to live in heaven, you might as well live in the greatest nation on earth. We have impacted the globe, man, the earth, because I mean, Christian principles have prospered us and, and advanced the concept of freedom globally. That's right. Freedom is a Christian principle. I mean, these people who want to push us out of the public square, they don't realize they have a right to speak because Christians were involved. Mm-hmm. You know, the there's women right now driving in Saudi Arabia because Christians were involved. They wanted to do business with a Christian nation that doesn't believe we should abuse our women. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have all of these countries with something unique to offer, but only one can be the best. And it just so happens that's where we are. Statistically, we're the best. Experientially, we're the best. The ability to transform and correct our wrongs, we're still the best. And we're going to be the best going forward because of people like you and I, people who are beholden to Christ, and we have access to any tools we need to innovate and progress in that matter. So the forecast for America's future, we're still going to be the best. So if you're not going to be in heaven, you better be well here, man. Heaven. Better be here. You no, that's be absolutely here, beautiful. Very well said, Brian. That's it. It's so true that a lot of people, I, I think, and this is why I talk about gratitude so often on the podcast. A lot of people, they just don't, they don't, or they may take for granted what we have here, but they don't give the correct recognition for what we have here as being the greatest country on earth. I think about this article recently, uh, or actually, it wasn't even, I didn't even waste my whole time reading the article. I'm going to be honest with you. But uh, who is it? LeBron James talking about that, uh, uh, that gal that's, that's in prison over in Russia right now and saying, Maybe she won't even, maybe she doesn't even want to come back to the United States, you know? And I think about stories like that. And this is a man that, that obviously has become incredibly wealthy, incredibly wealthy because of the fan base here in the United States. And what he has been able to accomplish here is, is absolutely incredible. And, and, and really, by all rights, could not happen in most places on this planet. But what he has yes. been able to accomplish is 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 amazing but then the fact that he runs this country down every time he gets an opportunity and, and gets in front of a camera and he and he wants to you know talk bad about this place that's just made him and provided him opportunity like very little places on the planet ever could it, mm. it just it hurts it hurts to see that kind of thing what do you attribute that kind of mindset to you ready i'm gonna get in trouble <laughs> okay Okay, pull the pin, pull the pin. Okay, it's called the black tax. Okay, it's this, it's this thing that we have in the black community where somehow you're a sellout for saying America is the greatest nation on earth, and look what what you can accomplish here in America. So he says that. I don't know LeBron personally. I watch it, and I don't think he believes any of that. I think he's just paying the tax. It's not right for me to get in front of the school board and talk about how great my life is and how my children can do anything they want, how we're business owners 
We're all doing business together and I'm not encountering racism on a daily basis. If you would have seen the hate mail for telling my story. <laughs> I can the, imagine. The that people will say, so here's LeBron. The woman goes over there. I don't know if she's guilty or not. Okay. I don't know if she had the marijuana or not. That's Russia. Who knows? And then people are complaining. They're like, hey, if that was LeBron James, he would have been home already. And I'm like, well, LeBron James is a national treasure. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, he would have been home. Okay. And I'm not saying it's fair. I'm saying it's it's true. The flip side is, it's that tax that we have a group of people in this country, particularly on the liberal side of the discussion, who just cannot acknowledge that they've had a great opportunity here and they look forward to everything their children are going to do in America also. Mm -hmm. That they're not in fear of their life, that they love when the police come by, that they're grateful to have security and they're grateful to have investments and for the most part, a stable government. OK, that they love all that, but they're not allowed to say that. They have to come in and they got to fit in with their social group. So I don't want to I don't want to take down LeBron because that's not, I don't know him. Right. But when I watch him, I think that the things you said, that he's had every opportunity, that he had a tough beginning and and he flourished ever since. I think he knows that's only possible here also, except there's this this invisible tax that has to be paid where you're not allowed to say that you're not allowed to say, I love this country. And this country is greater at everything than everybody else. Like every other country that's doing okay is doing okay because of what's happened in America. That's right. And that's a very, people don't like when I say things like that, except I'm, I'm right here. I'm open. Tell me what country would do great without this country. Give it to me. Great point, man. No, it's, it's no. absolutely true. It is absolutely true. You know, we're not we're not a perfect country. I'm, I'm never claiming that. I mean, there's a lot that we need to get better. Apparently, we can't even handle inflation. We don't know how to our monetary policy isn't great. OK, right. apparently. So I'm not saying that we're this perfect country. I'm saying we're the best out of what's available. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed of that. God determined our time and our boundary. Will. Yeah, it was yeah. God who decided we'd be right here right now. And we're going to win this moment and the future is going to be even greater. I have no doubts. I get it. I'm a Christian. Jesus is going to return. Things are going to be a little sideways for some time, but not once in the word of God does this say life on earth is going to get worse. It says humans are getting worse. And apparently we are. <laughs> you can say that again. No, and I love your optimism, Brian. I mean, that that kind of optimism, that kind of enthusiasm, that kind of attitude is what really makes the difference. I mean, I, you know, I've never heard about this invisible black tax, but I, I've seen the results of it. I mean, I, I've talked to, <laughs> yeah, I, I probably can't, barely say it. <laughs> I was going to say, I probably can't talk about this black tax, but uh, you know You've what? Seen I, I, I've seen it. Let me explain it to you. A guy goes to the, to the, does well. What's he expected to do? Give back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nobody else is under that kind of pressure. No, no, they aren't. No, no you, but he you, has to give back. I somehow, if I become a great athlete, I have to go build a community center or give my high school a new gym. Right? Yeah. And I'm not against that. I'm against you having to do that. Not from the heart, but out of social pressure. I can't say America's the greatest nation on earth. I love being here. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait for the next 10 years. I, my children, they're going to be doctors and lawyers because they can do that in America. Well, it wasn't always that way. Well, it's that way for them. And, and I'm happy. 
I'm not allowed to say that unless I say, but you know, the system is holding people down too, you know? And I don't feel like it's my job to acknowledge that. Like to acknowledge a view that you're just trying to get me to, to, to cleave to in spite of the life I'm living. Yeah. No, I, I, I like the fact that you're talking about the life that you're living instead of living in the past, like so many do. And, and that, that whole idea, like I said, going back to the idea that there's a racist under every bed and then hiding in every closet and, and, and you're the, you're oppressed and I'm the oppressor and stuff like that. That has never done anything that doesn't do anybody any good. You know, living this beautiful life of optimism, talking about all the opportunities that that you and and your children have and me and my children have and 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 just realizing what we have talking like neighbors, talking like two men, just talking about our lives and and our children and and acknowledging life for what it is today and not living in that past. Like, you know, uh, like drunk grandpa, you know, it's it's not it's not the way to go. And like I said, I love that. I love that attitude. I love that optimism. The stuff that you bring into the table, Brian, is absolutely incredible. Let's talk a little bit. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your. Like I said, this is not not a political show, but I, I do. You know, I, I do love the fact that 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 people with your attitude, your enthusiasm, uh, are are getting into politics. Everyday guys like you and I need to get back into, especially local politics, Brian. Because if we don't get That's back to the mentality in this country of the government that governs closest, governs best, we are in a lot of trouble. So state house seat, right, in North Carolina. Talk about talk about your platform. Talk about what you want to do for the state of North Carolina. What kind of attitude and enthusiasm you want to bring to the table and do for the people in North Carolina? Well, I think, uh, well, that's, that's a little complicated question because there's so many things that have to be done. So narrowing it down to one or two things is not the easiest of things, but I could tell you, Family is our story. That's the way I've, I've seen it. I'm 44 years old. I have retired military parents and I have children. I myself have to retire. I have a wife I have to care for and provide for. And what occurs is I realize at this age, everything about government touches every part of my life. If you're talking about veterans benefits, that's my parents. If you're talking about schooling, that's my children. If you're talking about you know, the future of the stock market and the economy. That's my retirement. That's my children's ability to start a business. I realized that everything about government touches our life. And what liberal people tend to do is they talk about things in theory. Instead of talking about it in experience and in, and in practicality, how does this apply to my life? With that going on, I've had the ability, the opportunity to speak to my neighbor and say, hey, man, I know everything you're doing, everything you're fighting for, everything you desire is for your family. And our government needs to remember that. You know, when you talk about a state income tax, so by trade, I'm a financial advisor. You take 5% a year from my household budget and you have changed their future. If you give that back, you have changed their future. Even if they're not the greatest of investors and savers, if they blow it once a year on a vacation, they created memories that will knit that family together for the next generation. Right. So it's, it's, it's not just about, well, they're going to save and invest. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll do a great big Thanksgiving every year and blow that 5% right there. But for them, it builds this value. So 
when we start looking at everything on a spreadsheet, like, hey, man, I don't care what your spreadsheet says. I don't care what your spreadsheet says. The only thing I care about is how it impacts my home and my family and my community. That's well, is what government has forgotten. They have forgotten that every decision they make is not a theory. It's going to apply to a family. Even when you talk about, you know, sending our troops overseas, mm-hmm. you send them away. That's someone's uncle. That's someone's neighbor, teammate, daughter. That's impacting a family. It's not government policy. It's impacting. It's impacting my home. That's right. And if we can restore that, this that we the people, mm-hmm. we the people. Ronald, Ronald Reagan said this. He says we are a nation with the government, not the other way around. Government will always be about my house having the ability to do whatever my house wants to do, as long as I'm not hurting others. Mm-hmm. That's exactly Literally, right. That's the, Talk I'm about sure it all the time, a, man. Yeah, I mean that might be an oversimplification, but for the most part, that's what it is. I want to be free, and, and as a matter of fact, I I have this thing, Will. There is no need for an America if we're not free. That's right. What good is America if we're not free? Everything we enjoy today is because we had the freedom to do those things, to innovate, to impact the future. Yep. Everything we're doing today is about the fact that we were free to do it. And now Mm -hmm. we're enjoying it one generation, two generations, three generations later. Yep. So if there's not going to be an America, if there's not, if there's going to be an America that's not free, what good is there? Let's not be America. No, that's right. I, I talk about that all the time. Liberty is one of the number one tenants in my life. I've been in conversation for, for a number of weeks now, a special project that I have going with Dr. Francis Collins, the head of the NIH, or the former head of the NIH. And one of the things that I talk about in those conversations is liberty and liberty being at this very center of my web of beliefs, right? My family, my wife, my, my children, liberty, it's all right there in the center. Most important things to me, right? So I couldn't agree with you more. If we don't have our liberty, we don't have our country. Our country does not matter without liberty. And and then the other thing that you just talked about, Brian, that that really hits home for me, and and we talk about money, and and I spend my time earning money, you spend your time earning money. That's time we give of ourselves in return for money that we can then use to spend time with our family, to make those memories, you know, And, and like you said, it doesn't matter how you spend that money. It's the fact that I get to give of my time. The money isn't what I, what matters to me. The What matters to me is the time that I spent to make that money in turn to get to spend time with my family and make those memories, you know, spend time with my son and my daughter and my wife and do things that we want to do that will create ever, everlasting memories that will, they'll get to carry on and talk about with their children at some point in time. So it's not just the money to a politician. It's just dollars and cents. It's just a percentage on a paper. To me, it's the time that it took to earn that money. And then what I want to do with it is up to me, not them. It's incredible points you've made, man. Incredible points. This has been an incredible conversation. Brian, you are uh, highly enthusiastic. You're, you're, You're an incredible guy. Just such an optimist. Such a pleasure to talk to. And, uh, I, I, you know, I wish you incredible success with whether, you know, whether it be in politics or, or staying in the financial advisory business or whatever you're going to do, obviously, whatever you're going to do, is going to be incredible. You're going to make an impact there. You're you. one incredible person of influence. Brian, talk about your website. 
talk about how people can get a hold of you. So how, how do you like to interact with people and, uh, and how can they help you make a difference? Uh, well, my website, you can go to brianachaveria.com or a little easier is familyisourstory.com. Okay, familyisourstory.com. You'll find some information there. It's not a complete bio, but just the, the basic things that, that, that we believe in we're, we're going to win at. So we're not just going to fight for things. We need to win at things. You know, no more, no more celebration for showing up. We need champions. We need winners in our government to secure our family. Obviously, I'm in a big race. My race in North Carolina, what's expected to happen is, is $1.2 to $1.3 million is going to be spent by Democrat organizations wow. to win the seat. Because my seat represents the greatest opportunity we have is what's called a supermajority. So where we get in and, and they redrew my district Democrat. So in my county, a Democrat hasn't won an election since like in 40 years in terms of state government. But they redrew the district Democrat. They gerrymandered it. And obviously that's to try to keep out that supermajority that's going to allow us to make decisions about the sanctity of life. That's going to allow us to leave more money in the, in the, on the balance sheets of families, you know. Um, so my race is super contentious. I have to raise $700,000. And so if anybody wants to give, that's great. Introducing me to the right people, praying for me, anything. I mean, any kind of help we can get, we will take. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have an opportunity to determine the trajectory of our state. And that's going to actually happen across the country because the fact that family is our story doesn't really have a D or an R behind it. Everybody believes that. And the more we have conversations, for instance, I don't refer to them as public schools. They're not public. I can't go sit in lunch in the lunchroom today. That's I right. can't do that. <laughs> okay. We have public libraries. We have yeah. public parks. I call them government schools. It's mm -hmm. not about what I want the teacher to say to my kid. It's what do I want the government to say to my kid. That's right. Right. So I refer to them as government schools to give us greater clarity. And no, I don't want the government telling my child very many things about my family at all. Okay, so we have these groups we're doing in homes. Uh, we're setting up a website for that where we're having home these home meetings so that the community can be connected because there's not enough money to outspend the conversations you have in your living room. That's exactly so we right. know that. And we have to take our communities back, starting in the local government right here. We, we're taking our school board the county uh, commissioners, all of this. And we're saying we're going to inoculate. We're going to inoculate our county from some of the radical ideas that we find destructive to our families. So familyisourstory.com, please donate, volunteer. You can even phone bank from where you're at, wherever you are. You can always phone bank or text bank or help us in that way. If you have a skill set that can help us, we've needed everything from security to web design, brother. So, you know, ah, we, uh, uh, whatever you got, you know, if you're willing to throw it on the table and let's get this W, I appreciate it. Yeah, man, I will. Uh, I will definitely be in. You know, an advocate for you. Uh, like I said, this 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 podcast is all about bettering the world one attitude at a time. It's. Uh, I make no bones about it. I'm a conservative. I don't really talk a lot of politics on the Derate the Hate podcast, mm -hmm. and more about unity and, and and bettering the conversation. But when I get an opportunity to talk to to people like you, Brian taught people like i said enthusiasm beautiful attitude just the optimism and, and the and the love for our country 
it's an opportunity that I'm going to jump at every single time. It's incredible. And, and I'd say that whether you're a Republican or Democrat, it doesn't matter. It's if you love this country, you have that optimism, you got that beautiful attitude. It's going to make a difference. It's going to make the world a better place. And I'm going to have you on the podcast. So I look forward to an opportunity to talk to you again, man. And, uh, you know, another thing you might want to think about is uh, an organization that I do uh, a lot of stuff with on the side. And I talk about on the podcast quite a bit is Braver Angels. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but it's 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 an organization that that really is about bridging that political divide, being able to have conversations with people we may not agree with but having a civil conversation and just getting to the hearts of the people that we're talking to. And it's an incredible organization. So there's a little shout out for them. Somebody you may not be familiar with, but if, if you're not check those guys out, braverangels.org. And uh, there's definitely a chapter down in North Carolina and uh, some beautiful people that you'd, you'd love to love to talk to. You know, you talk about, you know, getting you in touch with the right people and, and there's, there's some great people in that organization. So braverangels.org. So my friend, Brian Echeverria, family is our story.com, Brian Echeverria.com. It's been a pleasure, man. And uh, I hope this is, uh, it's the first, but I certainly hope it's not the last time we get an opportunity to speak. Let's do it, brother. I appreciate you. So much incredible content in that, in that conversation, my friends. Do not believe the lies. Believe your life. Shut off the news and get out there and talk to your neighbors. We do not live in the hateful country that so many would like to portray it as. And if you are not going to live in heaven, you may as well live in the greatest nation on earth. Brian Echeverria brought so much wisdom, so much enthusiasm, so much optimism to this episode of the Derate the Hate podcast. I am so incredibly grateful that he joined me. Be sure to check out the show notes to find all the great ways you can contact Brian and uh, check out a couple of his videos on my show notes as well. Friends, I just want to say again how very, very grateful that I am that you took the time to join me for another Derate the Hate podcast episode. Please, share us with your friends. Share us with your network. If you haven't done so already, subscribe and talk your friends into doing the same. Feedback and ratings, wherever you get your audio, always greatly appreciated. And with that, I will just say get out there. Be kind to one another. Be grateful for everything that you've got. And remember, it's up to you to make each and every day the day that you want it to be. Friends, if there was anything in this episode that provided exceptional value to you, I would love to hear about it. Email me, wilk at wilksworld.com, or hit me up on most social media platforms. With that, I am going to back on out of here, and we will catch you next week. Take care.